Welcome to the Grass-Fed Podcast with husband and wife team Nabil Boomrar and Caitlin Weeks. Caitlin is a certified nutrition consultant and the creator of grassfedgirl.com. Nabil is a classically trained chef who works in a five-star hotel in downtown San Francisco. They are the best-selling authors of Mediterranean Paleo Cooking. Together, Nabil and Caitlin answer your questions about healthy cooking and wellness while helping you learn to enjoy a relaxed paleo primal lifestyle. Here are your hosts, Caitlin and Nabil. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Grassfed Podcast. We're so excited today because we have dietitian Cassie on the line, and she's going to help us figure out why we're still fat. <laughs> so, dietitian Cassie is a leading nutrition is leading the nutrition revolution as a registered licensed dietitian, founder and CEO of the wellness company Healthy Simple Life, and a number one international best-selling author. Dietitian Cassie has built a following of loyal fans by helping people with the root causes of their health issues, especially the ones that healthcare practitioners often overlook, from major corporate events to personal client coaching. Cassie reveals the transformational power of real food and evidence-based nutrition to help people find freedom from diets and chronic health conditions. Virtually every major, every major media outlet, including CBS, ABC, WCCO, Fox News, CNN, Time Parade, Cosmopolitan, Self Shape, Women's Health Magazine, and The Huffington Post, has covered Cassie's quest to debunk the lies and spread the truth about the food we eat. All right, I'm so excited. She's here. Now, I met Cassie on a low-carb cruise a couple years ago. Do we go on two cruises or one? We were on two. two. Yeah, yeah, we were both, both keynote speakers. Okay. Yeah. So we hit it off right away, and she's just a ball of energy, and she has lots and lots of good things to share with us today. So we're so happy she's here. And what if, what's been going on with you, Cassie? <laughs> hey, Caitlin, I'm so excited to be here. When you asked me, I was so pumped because you and I have a lot in common when it comes to the views that we share of, you know, nutrition and health. And as far as, like, the title of my book, Why Am I Still Fat? I love that you mentioned I'm going to shed light on that topic today. Um, and just to clarify why I chose that title, by far the most frustrated and emotionally charged question I get from new clients is a heartbreaking, why am I still fat? Because they've tried everything to lose weight, and after all of the diets, pills, and potions, this is the question that they ask. So I wrote my book based off of that and the experiences that I've had working with you know thousands of clients that have gone through our one-on-one coaching program. And, of course, the info in the book is still applicable and valuable for anyone who wants, you know, more energy or more better focus or to get rid of sugar cravings. So it's not just about weight loss because, as we know, it's all about getting, like, everything in balance for us to feel and look our best. So what – how did you get started with – you know, most RDs are, you know, in the pocket of the pharmaceutical or the – the food companies like Coca-Cola and Quaker and all that. How did you break out of that mold and start thinking for yourself? (laughs) Well, actually, because of my personal experience and battle with sugar addiction and my weight, um, that's really kind of where it goes back to when I really think about it. My wake-up moment was the night that I was in college to be a dietitian, and I ate the entire container of my roommate's frosted sugar cookies. <laughs> and, um, you know, I laugh now. I thought I'd sneak just one or two, and before I knew it, all 12 cookies were gone. And it's the type of, like, I remember it so clearly because it's the kind of embarrassment you never forget when I had to shamefully fess up to her. And I didn't feel like it was me. And yet it didn't feel like a choice. And, you know, to tell you the truth, that container of cookies wasn't my only faulting point. There were hundreds of similar moments. I can't count the number of times I tried to get a fresh start or do a sugar detox only to wind up in the same place in a matter of days. And, you know, so here's here's kind of like how this all ties into me becoming a dietitian is, 
you know, I can be a rule breaker from time to time, but back then when I was in school to be a dietitian, man, I was following all of the rules, you know, dieting and nutrition. I was doing everything quote unquote right. I was a fitness instructor. I was torching calories, you know, left and right at the gym and I was running all the time and I wasn't eating meat because I was told it was bad for me. I was only eating egg whites because that's what we're supposed to tell our patients, you know, and we're, that's what we were learning in school. Uh, I was told egg yolks were bad for our heart, so I was avoiding them. I was using margarine instead of butter, drinking soy milk, loading up on bread and pasta. At the time, of course, that was the base of our food pyramid that I was learning in dietitian school. And it just, you know, it wasn't working for me. And ironically, that very eating regimen I was learning in dietitian school, the low-fat, low-calorie diet, brought me to the unhealthiest point in my life and my heaviest weight. And this was so frustrating because I was supposed to have it all together as a dietitian student. So that's when I dug into the research on my own and discovered what it really takes to get to the root cause, to balance my brain chemistry so I didn't crave sugar all the time, to free myself of the cycle of dieting and drop the weight that I gained. And you know, you know, that's, that's when I really found, like you, like you just referenced, you know, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics is funded by companies like McDonald's and Kellogg's and Coca-Cola. And it's no wonder, you know, that, that definitely money has a lot of say. And, you know, unfortunately, the education that I was given in school. So that's why, you know, this is really personal to me and it's my mission to share the truth with as many people as possible. And if, it's like if, if I was confused in school to be a dietitian, no wonder so many people are, you know, and they're still counting calories and grams of fat and going to the gym more and not getting anywhere. And I know now that it's not as simple as just exercising more and eating less. You know, there's too much misinformation like that out there that's based on outdated research contained in dusty old textbooks. And we've spent decades following low-calorie, low-fat diets, busting our butts in the gym, feeling like failures. And after all this, we're still fat. You know, as a nation, we still are fat. And that's that's why I wrote my book, and that's why we have our one-on-one coaching program to guide people through all these steps and help them unlock the hidden keys that can be blocking them from their weight loss. Well, that's very inspiring. And I mean, sounds similar to my story, you know, of being a personal trainer and all that. And then my health fell apart from doing, quote unquote, everything right. So um, what kind of client, it seems like you kind of were inspired by certain types of clients that you worked with to write this book and, and describe that type of client to us. A lot of the clients we work with are successful women who are, you know, they're stay-at-home moms, they're business women. We work with doctors, nurses, um, a lot of people who seem to have it all together, and they'll even say this to us. They'll say, this is the last piece of my puzzle. I've got a lot of other things, you know, together in, in my life, you know, my, my work and my family and my kids and my friends, and they've, they've achieved a lot of success. And on their way to success, nutrition was something they sacrificed. And now it's no longer something they can overlook because they're overweight, they're overstressed, they're exhausted, they're not sleeping, they're feeling like, you know, crap. And before it becomes a true emergency, we fix them and help them, you know, gain back their vitality, their energy, their health, their weight, get them back in balance again, get them excited to go clothes shopping again. A lot of our clients come to us and say, I don't even want to, you know, get dressed in the morning because I hate how I look or I don't even want to put makeup on because I just, I've gained so much weight, it's affecting my whole self-confidence and I don't want to even go out around my friends. I don't want to do the things that I used to love to do. And that's not a way to live. So we basically help them get their life back. That sounds great. I mean, I had a lot of the same type of clients. It's like, if you don't have your health, I mean, you really don't have anything. So you kind of have to put, you know, the women, I feel like tend to put themselves as doormats for everyone else and take care of everyone else first. And then it's like, Oh wait, I don't have anything left to give. You know, so it's really good that your book is helping that type of client or reader. Well, and you're right. I mean, so many of our clients too, they put 
everything else ahead of their own health for like their entire life. And now it's like they've hit a point where they realize they can't be their best self. They can't be the best mom, the best sister, the best coworker, the best boss, the best wife. They can't be that person unless they actually put themselves first and put their health first. And it's it's amazing amazing that that once you do that and you invest in yourself and you make yourself a priority, all the other pieces of the puzzle really start to fall into place. Yeah, and I'm so glad that there's places like yours and your your um, your practice because the the sad thing is when these people go to their regular doctor and say they're tired or they can't lose weight, they're told just to exercise more, eat less, take an antidepressant, get on some birth control pills or whatever, <laughs> some kind of thing that's just and then. Then 20 years goes on, and then they end up with diabetes or whatever, and it's like, oh, well, you were fine. But really, the, the signs were there before, you know? Exactly, exactly. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of people don't realize that most dietitians put their clients through like a cookie cutter program where everyone starts with the same boilerplate recommendations and it's not individualized, it's not personalized. And that's why we have a personalized consultative approach so that we actually look at each individual's health history, lab, schedule, food preferences, you know, customize everything. And I think that that's one of the keys that's missing from most programs out there. And another thing would be, I mean, it's not just about the personal consultative approach. The other part would be we're given the wrong information. So many, you know, for so long, we've been given information that flat out doesn't work. You know, to lose weight, we've been told time and time again to count our calories and make sure we're burning more than we're taking in. And if we're not, then we won't lose weight. And if we are, and we're still not losing weight, then I guess we're not being totally honest or I guess we just don't have people power or we're lying. Exactly. Exactly. And we're, you know, and then we feel like a failure. A lot of our clients have said that, that they were seeing a dietitian and they kept coming back in and the dietitian was like, well, I mean, if you're actually eating this way, then I don't know how you'd be gaining weight. And, you know, this is so shameful and it's flat out false and it breaks my heart. You know, it's not all about calories. There are several factors that play a role in how metabolism functions and whether or not you're going to lose weight and keep it off beyond the foods that you're eating. But at the same time, when you really think about it, if you're counting calories and you're restricting your body of what it needs, how does that even make sense for it to work better? You know, you wouldn't expect your car to run better if you take away the gas. So why would you expect your body to work better when you deprive it of calories? So, you know, that's why when when you restrict calories for weight loss, it doesn't really make sense and it doesn't really work because your body fights back and it actually conserves energy by slowing down your metabolism. So that's what we tell clients about, you know, following a calorie counting diet. No wonder you feel irritable, hungry, have outrageous cravings and headaches and low energy levels because your body is trying to save up the energy that you're not giving it. I mean, it may work for a little bit, but there will be, like you said, a backlash and your body will freak out and, and will, you know, or you'll, it'll end up putting on more weight than you had before. So you're right. right. And it's, it's just, just a vicious, vicious cycle. cycle right? Right? It's, it's not, not only harmful for metabolism, metabolism but I mean, even, even confidence in how we feel about ourselves to, you know, to lose weight and then gain it back and more. And then to put yourself through that cycle over and over, usually when clients come to us, they say, I'm done with that cycle. That it's, you know, that roller coaster, that physical and emotional roller coaster that I've been putting my body on for years. They say, I'm done. And I'm ready, even if it takes a long time, I'm ready to actually lose the weight and keep it off. In your book, you talk a lot about PFCs. So what are PFCs? <laughs> I'm glad that you asked. So PFC is my trademark way of eating. And P, F, and C stand for protein, fat, and carbohydrates. And those are the three macronutrients. So every every food falls into at least one of those categories. Um, some foods overlap into two or three categories. Um, and for simplicity's sake, I like to just designate a food as a protein, fat, or carb based on whichever macro it contains the most of. So, and the reason why, you know, the reason why this is helpful is because one of the best ways that I've found to support metabolism and by extension, your waistline is to consume all three protein, fat, and carbs together in balance. 
So I like to call it PFC every three, so protein, fat, and carbs every few hours. And that's, you know, that's not the case for everyone, but that's where we like to start with our clients, actually having them not just eat a few times a day, but add in snacks between their meals because that helps keep blood sugar levels balanced. And when your blood sugar levels are balanced, that's when glucagon it's a big fancy word, glucagon, your fat-burning hormone, that's when it does its job. And when you spike your blood sugars too much and they're not balanced, that's when insulin, your fat-storing hormone, does its job. So the long story short is PFC every three is a term that I coined referring to eating a combination of these three macros every few hours. And they're all important when it comes to metabolism, energy levels, weight loss. And for too long, we've been told that fat is the enemy. So I know, you know, eating fat to lose fat can go against everything we've been taught about weight loss, but we actually need fat for metabolism to work properly. Absolutely. I mean, and if you, you're, if you're not eating fat, you're going to have you're going to be more stressed out. Your body's going to have a stress response from that. So that's going to make everything out of balance too. And your hormones are going to be, how does that work? Tell us. Yeah, exactly. And And even like giving you brain power and keeping sugar cravings away. Sugar cravings are something that I struggled with for so long. And fat actually acts as a buffer for the sugar that you consume. So you know, all sugar, all, all carbohydrates actually turn into sugar in your bloodstream. So a lot of times when we think of carbohydrates, we think of bread and rice and pasta. And vegetables and fruits are also carbohydrates. And what happens, like, if you eat a carbohydrate by itself, so say my morning snack used to be a banana. You know, when I was in school to be a dietitian at, like, 10 o'clock, on the clock, I would have a banana. And I always was wondering, how come I'm hungrier a half hour after I eat that banana? And I thought, well, maybe it's because it's, you know, boosting my metabolism. But actually what was happening is that banana turned into a lot of sugar in my bloodstream, which caused my blood sugars to increase. And then what goes up must come down. So the crash is when I would crave. That's when I would crave sugar and I'd get hungry. Now, when you have fat with your carbohydrate, so say I would have maybe half of that banana with a couple of tablespoons of nut butter, or if you're not sensitive to dairy, you know, adding in some cheese, um, that's actually going to slow down the absorption and the assimilation of that sugar into your bloodstream. And that promotes stable blood sugars, which actually boosts your metabolism and keeps you full longer, helping you to focus. So fat has a lot of amazing properties. It keeps you full. It gives you brain power. keeps cravings away. Like you mentioned, Caitlin, it's, it's really important for um, hormonal balance. And most of us, unless we're actually being intentional about eating fat, even if we're not trying to eat low fat, just by default, you know, we have to think about incorporating fat every time we eat. So, you know, until we're intentional about it, chances are we're probably not getting in quite enough fat. So I like to say, you know, for most people, a good starting point is having a couple tablespoons of fat every time they eat. You know, for someone like me and maybe even like you, Caitlin, I mean, I eat a lot more fat than that. I follow a pretty, you know, pretty high, high fat diet. But in general, you know, PFC, it's all about the balance. It's about having some protein and having some fat along with your carbohydrates. So a good rule of thumb is never eating a carb by itself because that's like, that's, that's like setting you up for failure, setting you up for cravings and weight gain because of the huge effect it has on your blood sugar levels. Yeah, sometimes I, I would always teach my clients, I used to have nutrition clients, and I would always teach them to never eat fruit by itself and you know, always pair it with fat and protein because if they just would eat fruit, then, you know, if they were late for lunch, then they would be crashing and they would be freaking out and starving and they would make a bad choice most likely because they're, they would just be like, I want to eat anything. I don't care what it is. You know, it's like you lose all your, and that's probably why you're telling people to eat every three hours, but this is that kind of a starting point and then you can start less often. 
Yeah, and what's interesting to comment quick on what you're saying too, having, you know, having carbs by themselves, we don't receive a message to stop eating until our stomachs are actually physically stretched and full. Fat and protein actually help slow down the, you know, the digestion of those carbs and they send a message, a hormonal message called cholecystokinin to our brain to tell us to stop eating. So that's why when you eat a carb by itself, it doesn't fill you up. And that's why when you have protein and fat along with it, you stay more full. Um, and, you know, start, and then to answer your question about the PFC every three, that's a good starting point. You know, what, what happens for, for some people, they, they, they do that. They stick with that. It works for them. It helps them have energy throughout the day. It helps keep the weight off. And that might be what they stick with, you know, forever, especially if there's someone who's used to having snacks between their meals and it's something they enjoy. Now, for other clients of ours, we find that once we get them back in balance, they're able to space it out more. So then they might go, you know, four or five hours without eating. But the majority of our clients who come to us are so used to dieting and their metabolism is so messed up and they are so far removed from their hunger and full sensors. This is like our way of bringing them back into balance and learning how to listen to their body and how to listen to you know, how foods affect them and if they're hungry or if they're full. And PFC every three has worked for so many, so many of our clients to get them back to that, basically back to baseline, like back to the foundation. And then we go from there. Yeah. And I think it's different also for women than men. Like my husband cannot eat until noon in the morning. He doesn't even notice it, but I am like having a meltdown emotionally because I didn't eat and he will eat a way way more at one time it's just I feel like it's totally different for men and women in that sense I think it is too I think women our hormones are just so much different we're built so, so much different than men I think that a lot of times women are more sensitive even to sugar cravings it seems like I mean we definitely have male clients that come in for the same reasons females come in but it seems like more often than not women are the ones struggling with sugar cravings too yeah, I feel like they just have a different way. And so sometimes when I, I get frustrated when I hear this blanket information, oh, just give everything, you know, just don't eat all day. And then just, you know, like these yeah, and fasting and stuff like that. I, I don't feel like for all the clients I used to see that that works, especially not right away. Um, they've been eating a standard American diet. Uh, but... I wanted to ask you about what your thoughts on uh, supplements. I saw some of the people in that had reviewed your book had some questions about your supplements and what your recommendations were about supplements. And tell us your view because sometimes, sometimes you get people who are 100% no supplements, you know, just eat real food and all that. And then you get other people who are like, well, you need supplements. But of course, most of the supplements on the store shelves are really crappy. So where's your comfort zone with supplements? Oh, yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Supplements on store shelves are crappy because I don't think a lot of people know that. There is a lot of confusion about supplements. And even as a dietitian, I had to really dig deep and get my hands really dirty to get to the bottom of all the confusion and nonsense that's out there. Because, um, I mean, first of all, yes, I mean, last just last year in 2015, another new study came out conducted by the New York State Attorney General's office showing that four out of five of the supplements on shelves of popular retailers contained none of the herbs or ingredients listed on the labels. And actually, in fact, they contained, you know, tons of potentially harmful ingredients instead. And that's so scary. Four out of five, and we're talking about GNC, Target, Walgreens, places that people buy supplements. I know. So, you know, that's so scary. People invest in supplements to improve their health and bring them closer to their goals, not further. Um, and when you add a bunch of these, you know, potentially dangerous ingredients, those can deaden metabolism, impair your thinking, increase inflammation in your body, and just generally cause more harm than good. So that's the bad news. Now, the good news is that when you take high-quality supplements that are they're called pharmaceutical grade, those are the highest quality you know, they, they are such a huge key for so many of our clients to see success. And this was, you know, important for me too. At first, when I was in school to be a dietitian, I didn't even think supplements mattered. There was a long period of time where 
I thought people could just get all of their nutrients from food, and I didn't see the need for supplements at all. Um, in fact, I didn't even give them a shot until I really hit rock bottom with my sugar addiction and gaining weight when I was in school to be a dietitian. So personally, after experiencing how powerful they can be, I, I'm just—I was so energized to find a solution to all of the uh, all the shady supplements out there because I knew how important it would be for people to not have to worry anymore what other manufacturers are trying to get away with. So that's actually why I created my own supplement line to solve the problem that I was faced with every day. That a lot of people don't realize that supplements just aren't regulated. So, you know, the supplements that I formulate, they have what they say they have in them. We have their third-party tested. We have other parties coming in to test what we're actually putting in them because most of the ones out there, since they're not FDA-approved, no one is doing that. And when you take supplements that are high quality, they make a whirlwind of a difference because they can, they can help you see results a lot quicker. And that's one thing that our clients will say is not only do they notice a difference in how they feel when they take supplements, but they notice that they're able to lose weight faster and it gives them more energy. And what happens then is it's like this amazing domino effect. It, it encourages them to keep doing what they're doing, to keep eating well, to keep, you know, keep taking the supplements and keep finding that balance. And then the more they do that, the more results they see. And I know that so many people want to see results fast because we're so used to these quick fixes out there. So that's where taking in high-quality supplements can help when you're on a journey to actually heal your metabolism from, you know, heal your body from the inside out. Because what we do in our one-on-one -on -one coaching program when we're working with clients, the reason why when they lose weight it stays off for good is because we're actually getting to the root of the issue and we're healing from the inside out. So because of that, it can take a little bit longer sometimes to lose weight. Not always. Sometimes people see weight loss right away. It just depends on how much damage and how much healing there is to be done. But for a lot of people, the process, it's more of a journey and it's a little bit longer of a journey sometimes, especially you know, compared to like these quick fix these, um, you know, one week diet where people just lose weight really fast. And of course, you know, they end up, um, making an appointment with us because they gain that weight back. So anyway, when they're taking the supplements, it can help them see results quicker. And then that keeps them motivated and encouraged. So taking the key is taking ones that are pharmaceutical grade that are high quality those are going to help get you closer to your goals. But if they're not pharmaceutical grade, my stance is so strong on staying away from non-regulated supplements that I say don't take any at all. It's better to take none than to take ones that could be bringing you further from your goals. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and most of that time you can't even get them unless you're working with a practitioner like yourself. So, um, I would just and that's, that, that is the tough thing is pharmaceutical grade supplements are only available through licensed healthcare practitioners. So you can't just go on, you know, to Amazon or online or over to GNC to get them. You you have to get them through a healthcare professional. That's a good point that you make. I'm glad you mentioned that. So you better work with somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> and, um, we have our real food vitamins store online as well. We're actually able to offer our supplements through that online store since we're licensed. So that's at rfvitamins.com. Oh, good. That's awesome. And what what are some of your ideas about alcohol? Ooh. A lot of people think, oh, it's got resveratrol and it's good for my heart and all that. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good point that you, that you make. make. A lot of people will tell you that, like, with red wine, it has the resveratrol in it, so it's it's good for you. Um, you know, it has red wine definitely has more antioxidant power than white, but to get the amount of resveratrol that's been suggested to improve heart health, you'd have to drink more than a few glasses. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere around 200 glasses to actually get that benefit, um, and I'm not recommending that right now. So um, when, it, when it comes to alcohol, I think wine is fine, but, you know, I, I think that just have whatever you like, white or red. I don't think red is really that much healthier since you have to drink so much more of it. Um, in general, you know, I wrote a whole chapter on alcohol in my book because this is seriously like one of the top questions I get is what about alcohol? And I think what it comes down to is what your goals are. You know, I, I love going out for happy hour. And one of my goals personally is balance in my life. And I'm, I'm not trying to lose weight, you know, for our clients who have a weight loss goal that they are so motivated and determined to get to, then I would suggest, 
you know, if possible, cutting out alcohol or at least significantly reducing the amount because alcohol is taxing on your liver. And when your liver is constantly trying to detox and get rid of the alcohol, it puts fat burning on the back burner. So um, another thing, too, is that alcohol can affect your sleep. Um, a lot of people don't notice that, but what happens is, you know, if alcohol has an effect on your blood sugar levels, and if your blood sugar levels crash in the middle of the night, it doesn't mean, you know, you wake up necessarily, but you just might not sleep well. So if you really pay attention, if you have alcohol before bed um, and you wake up in the morning not feeling rested, that's probably be, probably because of the drinks you consumed the day before. So, you know, um, a solution for that would be to drink earlier in the day if you're going to drink. So I'm definitely an advocate of happy hour if you're going to drink, but I'm not, I'm not saying to, you know, have your first drink be a mimosa at breakfast time either. (laughs) It's all about the balance. (laughs) And I think also with alcohol, a lot of people think that, uh, it's a stress reliever, but it's actually Mm -hmm. can make, I think people need to find new ways to deal with their stress and, uh, rather than drinking alcohol all the time, which a lot of times drains your bank account, doesn't defeats your weight loss goals or your health goals, and uh, makes you feel like crap, usually, I think people need to work on finding new ways to relax. And I notice you are always out biking around the, the lakes and everything up there in Minnesota, so I think you're a good <laughs> example of what people should do to relieve stress. Well, thank you. And, you know, I definitely don't mean to be like a Debbie Downer or negative Nancy because I think that alcohol can be part of balance in our life. And, you know, like, I mean, that's a good point that you make. You know, part of balance for me is having an active lifestyle. On Saturday, I biked like 45 miles and I definitely had a couple of drinks, you know, alcoholic drinks as part of my rehydration. Of course, I drank plenty of water and I ate PFC balance and fueled myself in that way. But that was kind of like part of both those things are part of balance for me. So, um, I do think that you are so right about, you know, people finding better stress relievers because a lot of people do think that alcohol helps them wind down in the evening and they like to have a glass or three of wine after work at the end of a long day, but it actually, like you said, it can do the opposite and, um, it can actually cause inflammation in your body and, um, you know, cause your, cause more stress in your body than actually relieve you of stress. And for our clients, I will say, you know, one of the, one of the stories in my book is about a client who said, I will do anything you tell me to do, but I'm not giving up the two glasses of wine that I have every evening after work. And what happened was we hit a point where she was doing all these other things and she was working so hard. And I just had, I just said to her, you know, I think one of the last things we should do that I think is going to have a huge difference is taking out the wine. And right away when she took out that wine, the pounds started to shed. And that's because her body every day was trying to detox, you know, uh, the alcohol out of her system instead of helping her body shed the pounds. So when she removed that stressor, her body was able to do what she wanted it to do. That's profound. Or at least, you know, maybe cut it to just the weekend or something. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying you have to cut it completely. It just it depends what your goals are. It depends how important it is for you to see results. And, of course, you know, I'm kind of tying this back into weight loss because that's our, our main client comes to us wanting to lose weight. But, of course, you know, I also believe it's absolutely about balance. And I don't think there's, like, a right or a wrong. I think it's different for everyone. So I think you kind of have to just sit down and dig deep inside and say what's the most most important thing for me. What does balance look like for me? What's my, what's my main goal? Because kind of like that phrase goes, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't have two glasses of wine every night and expect your body to lose a bunch of weight. You have to decide what you're focusing on. And then I definitely think that, you know, once you reach that weight loss goal, if that's what your goal is, um, that's when you can say cheers and, you know, celebrate that. Um, absolutely. And then try to find a way where you can have that, that balance and the amount, um, you know, what balance looks like is really different for everyone. And I think people don't realize that the impact on the hormones that alcohol has and it's kind of like just like eating sugar and they think oh well it's only 100 calories or whatever it's like well it's more than that you know it's more than just that 
Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And actually, even not even just alcohol, but, but stress in general. I mean, a lot of people don't realize the impact that stress can have on your body. That's another client story that I shared in my book was how she was doing like everything right. And, but she was super stressed out. She had a high stress job. She was on the go all the time. You know, she was making her nutrition a huge priority and she was taking her supplements and she saw some, some results with her weight loss, but she just hit this plateau. And what it came down to was, you know, she wasn't going to change jobs. That wasn't really an option, but it was actually her going on a 10 day vacation is what kickstarted her weight loss. And then from there, being able to find balance and downtime in her schedule because stress, I mean, being stressed out constantly is like being chased by a tiger and all day long. And that triggers cortisol, your stress hormone. That's the hormone that's triggered in response to stress. And that's also triggered when you're in danger and it's meant to be released in small doses for short lengths of time. And you can thank cortisol for that surge of energy you get if you actually are being chased by a tiger. But the problem is it causes your blood sugar levels to rise. So like I talked about earlier, when you eat sugar, when you eat a banana by itself, your blood sugar levels rise. Well, every time you're stressed out, it's as if you're eating large amounts of sugary foods all day long. So that's what's happening with this client of mine. It's like she was eating perfectly, yet she was stressed out all day. So her body was treating it as if she was eating cookies and cake all day long. That's how that's how powerful stress is, and that's how your metabolism tanks and you gain weight when you're stressed, independent of your nutrition. That's something a lot of the you know conventional dietitians aren't aren't telling you. Well, they probably don't know it, but um, see, I was thinking about when you were doing your talk on the last cruise you were talking a lot about the gut health and how that's kind of the hidden thing that people don't realize especially when they're still in the calories in calories out model and so talk a little bit about what you do to help your clients gut health yeah, that, I'm, I'm glad, glad you brought, brought that up because that's, that's something that a lot of times we actually start talking about gut health before we even talk about food because the truth of the matter is that if you're not in the proper state to digest the nutrients, it's kind of a wash. You know, eating healthy food is only half of the nutrition story. You have to be in the ideal state to digest food too. So I guess let's back up what gut health, gut health, it's, it's, a, it's an essential, repeatedly overlooked starting point for weight loss, you know, disease prevention, and oftentimes it's the missing link. And it's important for everyone. It's not just for those with digestive issues. So, you know, bloating, gas, people think of those things when they think of gut health. But, you know, most of us have impaired gut health thanks to the things that wreak havoc on our guts, like consuming sugar and processed foods, stress wreak havoc on gut health, artificial sweeteners, over-exercising, not getting enough sleep. And what happens is all of this causes chronic inflammation. So when I'm talking about inflammation, I'm talking about this kind of inflammation it's low grade, it's systemic, it's constantly engaged, damaging your tissues and increasing your risk of disease and contributing to all sorts of health issues. And you can think of, um, I like to think, when I think of inflammation, that could be, I mean, this could be an entire talk in and of itself. It's, it's such a huge thing. It's so important. Um, I think of, I think of it as like little shards of glass that are cutting up your inside. That's what, that's what's happening with inflammation, even if you can't feel it. And it's like a fire. So your body focuses on putting this fire out before giving you energy, before allowing you to lose weight. So, you know, if you're struggling with things like not, not just digestive issues, but even focus or headaches or lack of energy or weight loss, it's going to be nearly impossible for your body to fix those things without first, you know, reducing this inflammation. So what we do with clients is right away when they start with us, we address gut health. And, you know, whether their goal is to lose weight or support immune health or get rid of sugar cravings, anything like that, gut health is just that cornerstone for optimal health. And it's that avenue through which nutrients are incorporated into your body. So we'll start with um, looking at, first of all, removing foods that can damage the lining of your gut. So this is going to be, you know, your sugar, processed foods for a lot of people, even grains, you know, legumes can be hard to digest and can promote perforations in your intestines. Um, foods like, you know, that we've been told were healthy for us, like cookies, crack, well, maybe not cookies, maybe they're not healthy for us, but crackers and bread and pasta, um, even rice, you know, reducing these amounts. So this is how this fits into PFC is because 
because you're eating a little bit less of these carbs, but then you're adding in healthy fat. That would be our next step would be adding in healthy fat at the same time because that promotes healing. And then we definitely add in supplementation too because supplements are a really important part of this process because they promote healing. So there's a few gut health supplements that we never overlook when we're working with clients right away. Um, and my top three would be probiotics, glutamine, and fish oil. And I think that probiotics maybe, you know, are the most important supplement to take because they replenish this good, healthy bacteria in your gut and they crowd out the bad. And most of us, you know, when we were breastfed as a baby, if we were breastfed, we got bifidobacteria, good, healthy bacteria. And then, of course, you know, Caitlin, I know you're big on these. I recommend loading up on fermented foods like sauerkraut, kombucha, you know, kefir, if you do dairy, miso. Um, but a probiotic supplement can be a really powerful addition to including fermented foods as well. And then what I was going to say before is that that it, it was also the gelatin and, and broth. I'm sure you recommend that too, right? Yes, absolutely. It's so healing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then L-glutamine, I think, too, could, it's probably one of the most effective gut healers of all because it helps to rebuild, heal, and maintain the structural lining of your digestive tract. That's where nutrients are absorbed. It has anti-inflammatory properties. It protects your cell walls and promotes good digestion, and it also reduce, reduces inflammation at the same time. Um, and this, this is really powerful for our clients that have sugar cravings. This was a really powerful addition for me in my journey because I always tell clients, it sounds too good to be true. Like it almost sounds like magic. L-glutamine can take away your sugar cravings, but there's science behind it. And it's because it helps. It's a precursor for the production of your neurotransmitters, the ones that determine whether or not you have sugar cravings. So L-glutamine, you can get it in powdered form. Or I formulated these pure gluta caps that it's, it's really convenient. You can just take them as a capsule and it, it helps to prevent sugar cravings. And then if you get a sugar craving, you can actually take it right on the spot. So that's one of my, that's probably my personal favorite supplement. And it's a favorite of a lot of our clients. And it's one of those supplements that you can actually feel a difference right away. Sometimes when you take like a multivitamin or, you know, even fish oil, um, you might not feel a difference after you take it. Fish oil, people that are in pain that have a lot of inflammation, back pain, joint pain, they'll feel a difference. But if you don't, um, you might not necessarily feel different. But with L-glutamine, you notice a difference right away. Yeah, I learned a lot about that in um, nutrition school and up there in Northern California. Julia Ross is really famous. So she was always around telling us about all these you know, amino acids and the neurotransmitters and tryptophan and all that kind of stuff. So you definitely That's amazing. amazing. I, I wish I would have learned, learned those kinds of things in school. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't go to regular school. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm jealous. jealous. <laughs> oh, yeah, Phil. But you, but you have the best of both worlds because you're accepted by the, the man, you know, and then um, – Sometimes people who didn't go to don't have an RD or not, they can't, you can jump back and forth between the holistic and the regular uh, circles and be accepted, right? That is true. I think sometimes it is nice to like be able to be on the inside and then to be able to make change because I think that, you know, there are more dietitians these days that are, that have more of a real food holistic approach that's similar to ours, but they are far and few in between. So I think it does take having having some insiders, I guess, like myself, to really make some change from within like that. You're like, you go in and then you're like, take your mask off. You're like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> well, I'm actually speaking this Friday. I have a pretty big speaking event at a university. Um, I, I don't think I'll, I'll say I'll say where it is right now, but um, I'm speaking to the whole nutrition department. I'm speaking to like 500 people, and I'm not watering down my message at all. Um, and sometimes I think that that's what it takes, you know. And they're they're hiring me for my expertise to share um, what I found to be true. And of course, sometimes when I 
give messages like that, I get a little bit nervous because I know that it's going to contradict everything that these students are learning from the professors who are all attending my talk. Um, but I think, I think that that's really important and it could be a big catalyst for change. So for me, it's, I'm willing to take that risk because this is what I know and believe in my heart to be true, not just from my personal experience and not even just from the thousands of clients that we work with, but also based on the research, you know, there never was any research showing that low fat diets were, were healthy. Um, and it's really crazy that, you know, we, we don't have to get into all that right now, but uh, like a lot of the recommendations and the education that I was given in school was never even based on science. And that's really, really scary. So that's one thing that I'm committed to. Integrity is really important to me. And so is having research to back up everything that I say and do. Well, absolutely. I mean, I think that I don't know how all of that stuff got through. I mean, I guess it was just, but that, but that really makes you, you have to have critical thinking. I think as you go through life about everything, because, you know, and you got to look at who's behind the information that you're getting. And, and you got to realize that a lot of the stuff that we're taught in, uh, that's coming out of the science is 50 years, the medical information is 50 years behind the, the actual science that's coming out. So it's like a big time warp or big disconnect between what we actually know now about, you know, the new scientific discoveries and then what your, your local doctor is doing at his office, you know. Oh, that's, oh, that's so, so true. And, you know, making change like that, is, it, it, it takes a long time. I mean, we, we have doctors who are clients of ours who say that they are scared to teach what we're teaching, what they know to be true, what the research says. They're afraid of that because they don't want to lose their license and they have, they have families they have to provide for. And it can be really, really scary to go against the grain, so to speak. Um, and change like that, I mean, especially in the medical field, just takes so long. Yeah, well, you know, that's why I just, uh, I don't work with anybody anymore. <laughs> so I just... That's, that's one way around it, right? <laughs> just, just, uh, write articles on the internet. So, well, I'll, I'll take, take the, the risk, risk and work, work with, with, work with anyone who needs a um, dietitian who isn't going to tell them to eat low fat and count their calories. <laughs> well, um, so, you know, if somebody's going to look for your book and... You know, what kind of things are is going to set your book apart from maybe, like, some other book that's out there that's, you know, similar? What, what kind of sets your book apart? Um, you know, I think it's really that my book, you know, Why Am I Still Fat? We've been told that it's all about calories and it's what I talked about earlier. It's all about eating, you know, less and exercising more and until... My book, I think we've really been given, you know, these two components to losing weight, eat less and move more. And that's only a fraction of the equation. Um, and actually, you know, those two factors are misleading in and of themselves, too. So really, my book is giving the whole story. It's, you know, it's how to kick your metabolism into high gear. And it goes through, um, like, every single chapter is on a specific um, factor that impacts your metabolism. And I think the reason so many books and programs fall short is because they only look at a small piece of the metabolism equation. And the goal for my book was to be the full picture so I reveal these keys, um, you know, the subtitle is the hidden keys to unlocking that stubborn weight loss. And I reveal these keys that no one has told you about that will unlock your metabolism's true power. And I outline like a step-by-step -step program. Um, there are guides that go along with the book as well to make it super simple and give people action steps to take right now. So I think the reason it's different, this might, might be the first time a dietitian tells you that weight loss isn't just about food and exercise, and I address the never-talked-about elements that are either helping or hindering your weight loss battle. Well, I'm excited. I think it sounds really special for people, especially who, you know, maybe they have never heard this kind of stuff before, and I think it's going to be a real breakthrough for people. And you are, you know, such an inspiration to see you speak. I hope everyone can see you sometime talk because you get all fired up and get excited <laughs> and you're you, Cassie is very compact but you're blown away by her power so um I'm just so glad you could join us today Cassie and everybody you can get her book on Amazon 
or you can order it, right? You can order paperback too. Yeah, yeah you can, can order the paperback directly through my website at dietitiancassie.com slash book. But the paperback or the Kindle version are both available on Amazon. If you're outside of the U.S., you'll have to do it through my website. Okay. So, and thank you for the compliments. And thank you, seriously, for the invite. This was such a privilege and an honor to be here. I always love chatting with you, Caitlin. And you are amazing at what you do as well. And we definitely need more people like you in the world sharing, sharing and spreading this message about health and real food. Well, thanks again, Cassie. And I hope we get to catch up soon on another cruise and somewhere tropical. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Caitlin. All right. Well, we'll be back next time with another great guest or a new show about some health topics that will blow you away. So thanks for listening. Please leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends. Have a good day. Bye-bye.